0: Welcome to Hope is Here, bringing hope to those struggling with life's difficult situations. Welcome to Hope is Here. My name is Greg Moore. We are talking about how Jesus waited. Talking about what Jesus had to do when he had to wait on God to answer a prayer or when he heard silence. Just like you and I, Jesus knows what it's like sometimes for God to be silent and We've been basing this off a book called After Amen by Rusty George and also what God has taught me about prayer uh, when waiting on him after I've prayed and waiting on God to answer, uh, to move, or sometimes even he says no. And yesterday we looked about when uh, Jesus was praying that powerful prayer uh, at the Last Supper and was praying that the, the... Disciples would be unified, and that they would stay together as one, and that Jesus would protect them and keep them safe. And of course, we know that uh, one betrayed Jesus, another denied knowing Jesus three times, and the rest scatter, running for their lives. And you know, yet here's Jesus who had prayed for fish and loaves to multiply. they fed over five thousand off just you know a few fish and a few loaves of bread and he asked Lazarus to come forth after he had died and he did but now Jesus gets total silence and when Judas shows up in the garden and betrays Jesus with a kiss in the garden of Gethsemane Jesus still shows humility and hope when Jesus looks across the courtyard only to hear Peter denying him that he know denying that he knows Jesus for the third time. Jesus still shows humility and hope. And when they scatter and he's left alone, he is never nervous. Jesus still has humility and hope. So how does Jesus wait? With humility that his father's got a bigger plan. With hope that one day the disciples will be unified and the evil one will be defeated. Jesus waits with humility and hope. I love this great quote by C.S. Lewis. Humility is not thinking less of yourself, it's thinking of yourself less. Say that one more time. Wonderful quote by C.S. Lewis. Humility is not thinking less of yourself, it's thinking of yourself less. Proverbs 11.25, one of my favorite verses. If you listen, to hope Is here very long as we celebrate our six-year anniversary this month. Thank you so much to those of you who are faithful listeners, for our wonderful guests, for those of you who are monthly financial ministry partners, or those of you who just give randomly throughout the year. We are so thankful and grateful. Uh, You definitely model this, and this is my prayer for all of those that are financial partners that make this ministry possible. Proverbs 11.25, a short but powerful verse. That's my prayer today for those of you listening. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. Proverbs 11.25, those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. So let's think about here, take a look at what about when God says no? You know, a few years ago, I was being contacted by a church to interview for a job, and it seemed like a dream job, one I was perfectly fit for, and uh, a good friend of mine was on staff there, and I hadn't looked for this job. Uh, in fact, uh, you know, they had contacted me. Went through the interview process after talking with my family members and three close, trusted advisors and um Got the green light, went through the process, made it through four interviews and was down to the final interview. And uh, after I left, I thought, you know, I just didn't feel like that went real well. Then I got a phone call a couple hours later and said, you know, we're sorry, but we've decided not to offer the position to you. So I want to ask you, have you ever been there? where you've had a situation where you thought, man, this just must be of God, and looks like it's just a great fit all the way around. You get affirmation and confirmation from those close to you, and then all of a sudden it doesn't work out. Well, Jesus has. I mean, soon after that prayer at the Last Supper ends and the dinners concluded, Jesus and the disciples make that trip from inside Jerusalem to outside the city to the Garden of Gethsemane on the Mount of Olives. I've been fortunate to go there last year on a uh, my trip to the Holy Land. And for me, it was the most powerful moment because I think about this scene that where Jesus just begins to pray to his Father. And he knows the end is near. He knows that he's running out of time. And the humanity of Jesus has never been so intense. He withdraws from a group, and he begins to cry out to his Father in heaven. In Matthew chapter 26, verses 38 through 9, Jesus told him, as he came out, my soul was crushed with grief to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. He went on a little farther and bowed with his face to the ground, praying, my father, if it is possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Friends, that imagery is so rich, isn't it? I mean, that th- they are in a place where olives are crushed and oppressed for their oil and now Jesus says to his friends, my soul is crushed. Ever spent a sleepless night dreading the next day? So is Jesus. Ever felt overwhelmed like you can't go on? So has Jesus. Ever cried out to God and wondered if he'd ever change his mind? So is Jesus. In these moments when we cry out to God, he, he doesn't say, oh, that sounds awful, but rather, I remember, and that's one of the things I love, friends, that about being a follower of Jesus because He does understand. He remembers what it's like to feel abandoned and rejected by those close to you. He goes on to say in Matthew chapter twenty-six, verse forty-two: Then Jesus left Peter, James, and John a second time and prayed, "My Father, if this cup cannot be taken away unless I drink it, Your will be done." Again, Jesus cries out to his father. This time his praying is so intense and an eyewitness comments that he's sweating blood. This is an actual condition known as hematodrosis and it is a condition in which capillary blood vessels that feed the sweat glands rupture, causing them to exude blood occurring under conditions of extreme physical or emotional stress. What's fascinating about this is that many of us think our prayers are not being heard because we are not praying with enough intensity. Maybe we need to stand more, kneel more, fall on our face more. Perhaps we're not praying loud enough or earnest enough or often enough. Yet Jesus is so intense that he's sweating blood and his father still says no. The soldiers were coming. There would be no other options. Jesus would have to drink from this cup. So, how does Jesus seemingly so easily walk forward in obedience despite God's silence and then an answer of no? He does it with courageous humility and hope. Jesus knows about when the no seems unbearable, just like you and I. Of course, as you probably remember, Jesus was then arrested, and then the true agony begins. He's dragged from one court to another, he's mocked, he's spit upon, he's beaten, and he's flogged. They slam a crown of thorns on his head, force him to carry his cross, and they nail him to it. He's been up all night, beaten to within an inch of his life, and now Jesus is nailed to a tree. And it's in this moment that he cries out to God. Matthew chapter 27, verses 45, 46 says, At noon, darkness fell across the whole land until three o'clock. At about three o'clock, Jesus called out with a loud voice, My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Or some, some versions say, why have you forsaken me? Notice the distance in Jesus' voice. Normally it's Father, but now it's my God my God. This is actually the first line of a psalm that Jesus would have grown up reading. My God, my God, he says in Psalm 22 verses 1 and 2, why have you abandoned me? Why are you so far away when I groan for help? Every day I call to you, my God, but you do not answer. Every night I lift my voice, but I find no relief. You know, surely this is how Jesus felt, abandoned. But what we forget is the next verse in Psalm 22, verse 3. You are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. You are holy. In other words, your decisions are always right, even when they do seem unbearable at times. Don't think that Jesus didn't know this entire psalm. Jerry's sister ex- experienced unbearable loss In a grace disguise, he tells of how in one car accident, he lost his mother, his wife, and their daughter. In one moment, his life was devastated. He would pray every day, like most of us, for his family's safety. Now, why were they gone? Why was he still here? Why would God let this happen? Over the months ahead, Jerry confesses he didn't even pray. He couldn't. How could he even begin to talk to the God who would allow such a thing to happen? Let's be honest today. Isn't that what we all want to know? If you're good, how, God, could you let this happen? So let's take a look at how Jesus dealt with the silence. Thomas Smell wrote about what Jesus was going through in the Garden of Gethsemane and how he was able to trust God in the midst of his pain. It helped me understand something important about trusting God, the Father that Jesus addresses in the garden is the one that he has known all his life and found to be bountiful in his provision, reliable in his promises, and utterly faithful in his love. He can obey the will that sends him to the cross with hope and expectation because because it is the will of Abba whose love has been so proved that it can now be trusted so fully by being obeyed so completely. This is not legal obedience driven by a commandment, but trusting response to a known love. So how did Jesus make it? How did he press on in the silence? To just say he was God in the flesh is to discount Jesus' humanity. I love this quote by Rusty George from the book, After Amen. The way Jesus was able to deal with the silence from his father was because he knew the heart of his father. He knew he could trust him through the pain. He had walked with him so closely for all of eternity, and specifically the last 33 years on earth, and he knows that silence is not an indictment on his father's character. So through Jesus trusting his father, I find it easier to trust him as well. Whenever I encounter school shootings, tornadoes, child predators, drunk driving accidents, and still births, even though I can't make sense of it, I can trust my Heavenly Father because Jesus did. God is still great. God is still good. And in the end, everything can and will be redeemed. Jerry Sitzer, in that book we talked about earlier, Grace of Skies says, that was the conclusion that he had to come to. So we wander and we pray. We move toward God, then away from him. We wrestle in our souls to believe. Finally, we choose God, and in the choosing, we learn that he has already chosen us and has already been drawing us to him. Even after such pain, struggle, and suffering, Jerry sister's writing echoes the Apostle Paul in saying, Pain and death do not have the final word. God does. Furthermore, Jerry's sister goes on to say, I have grieved long and hard and intensely, but I found comfort knowing that the sovereign God who has control of everything is the same God that has experienced the pain I live with every day. You know, friends, I want you to be encouraged that even through pain and suffering that God is with you and that because you hurt, he hurts. And because of the rejection, the silence, he, the abandonment he went through when he was arrested, flogged, and then crucified on a cross, he knows what it's like sometimes to be in a season of silence or being told no. So know today that you can trust Jesus because he understands. My name's Greg Horn, and this is Hope is here. Thank you for listening to Hope is Here podcast. To listen to one of our previous programs or to make a tax-deductible donation, please go to our website, hopeishere.today. That's hopeishere.today. If you have been blessed by Hope Is Here, would you consider making a donation to help this ministry continue to reach thousands in Central Kentucky every day? It's simple and safe. Go to our website at hopeishere.today where you can make a safe and secure online donation or you can find our address to mail a check. All donations are tax deductible and they are greatly appreciated. Please make your donation today at hopeishere.today. Again that's hope is here. dot today